0: I hope you had the merriest of merry Christmases. I hope you had a fantastic new year. We're just going into it. Um, Jess, how was your new year?
1: Hello. It was good. Kyle and I were to bed by 830. You didn't even make
0: it into the new year? No. I mean, I made
1: it into the new year the next morning. I said, happy 2022 (laughs) the next morning. But that's about it. How was yours? Because I saw you went out
0: we did well out i mean we yeah. went to jack's and britney's we okay. arrived at five so that the babies could play
2: more mm. like sex
0: so the babies could play hartford is like fully mobile walking all over the place oh my god it was so cute though because it was like britney was going to get ready and she was like who's gonna watch cruise while i'm getting ready because Jax was trying to get the food all organized and it was like everyone was helping with everyone's kid mm. and then Stassi tore her tights. So she was changing her tights and Bo was trying to help Jax. And Bo was like, Lala, can you grab Hartford? She's like playing in the dog's water dish. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was just like yeah. really, really cute and fun. And I, we did make it to midnight. We left Jax and Brittany's before midnight.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ocean was dead asleep by eight o'clock, but I had to wake her up to transport her back home.
1: And she made it until midnight. She did? So yeah. you made it to midnight here
0: at the house? Yes. I was like oh. walking up the stairs to put Ocean to bed. That's so turned, exciting. I know. And I looked
1: in her eyes and I said, happy new year, my love. That's so cute. So cute. Do the babies, because I saw a video on your Instagram, which was hilarious. But when you sit the babies next to each other, do they like play together? They do. Oh, okay. It's more like fighting
0: Over the toy, you know, like (laughs) Cruz ripped ocean's head. That's what I saw. And I was dying. Hilarious. Hilarious. But you know, the I'm telling you what. Hmm. Cruz is the chillest baby in the world. Like when we were leaving Mm -hmm. at like eleven thirty,
1: Cruz was still awake. Really? Doesn't (laughs) fuss. Like he's full on super baby. Oh, my God. Like, still awake, hadn't napped. Was
0: just no. up with the adults. He was wanting to be a part of all of it. Oh, well, that's cute. It was cute.
1: I love that. I was like,
0: Ocean, if I kept her up, yeah. would be screaming bloody murder. Right, right. She has no patience, no tolerance. When it's time for bed, she lets you know. But also, same. Same. That's same. It's exactly. <laughs> my reaction, to when you to me. Too. <laughs> so it was just like, it, I had a fantastic holiday. And... I slid in to a man's DM for the first time since I was like 23. Stop it. Yes, I did. Hold on. How did that feel? How did that feel? You know, it felt strange because I don't slide in the DM. Like I slid in the DM when I was like drinking. Right. And like young. But Mm -hmm. I haven't slid in the DM and I
1: don't even know if I have game anymore. I mean, I'm sure you do. How much can you tell us about... What made you do that and then how it's going? So the great thing about it is
0: I'm obviously just in this zone of like, I got my baby. Mm-hmm. I want to work really hard and create an empire mm-hmm. for the Give Them Lala brand. Yes. So my expectations are very low. Like I'm just looking to like sit and have a conversation. And like like I said, I, I don't have any um, expectations with it. Mm-hmm. But it it went well. Like my DM Cherry and just talking to a man. Yeah. Who's not my previous relation. It's just like, this is fun. And obviously I have a little bit of game left if like there's communication happening. So you got a response. I got a response. Huge. I'll be honest, Jess. What? My first DM. (laughs) The initial
1: one. Oh, no. was
0: just emojis
1: and not even anything <laughs> sexy like not even anything hot <laughs> That's funny That's how do you respond to that Do you mm-hmm. just like it or something Well he did he oh. he responded we uh-huh. like
0: sparked a conversation but I was yeah. like what does one say in someone's dm By huh. the way for my listeners my people let me know please call in to 1866 lala pod and let me know How to get game back. Yeah. And like, what should an initial DM be like? Because I think it's different. It's like, are you looking for a relationship? Are you looking for a booty call?
1: Because it's very different. What are you looking for with this initial DM? Right. Who the fuck knows? Oh my God. That's huge. I, that's how Kyle and I, it was on Facebook. So that's embarrassing Mm, because it was years ago. Wait, was that before IG? No, did, it wasn't When before, did Instagram even come to be? A I, long time ago, right? Right. It wasn't before Instagram, but it was when Facebook. It was like actually 6 years ago. It was when Facebook was still active kind is of. Is Facebook classier than Instagram? No. I don't think so. It's all the I think, same. I think Facebook is like more ancient. Like like I if I'm going to DM my aunt or uncle or like grandma, I use Facebook. Oh okay. If you slid in someone's Facebook DMs now, I feel like they'd be like they'd not they if they saw it, they wouldn't respond because that's just like what are you 80 years old? Is that Messenger? Yes. Okay, so I actually just discovered
0: that that existed and I downloaded it. I was like, what is you this? Did. And I downloaded it and I had so many messages. Messages from yeah. the Facebook Messenger and I was like, what is what is this even I I don't I don't know I I don't know I'm 31 and I act like I'm 90 as if I like just (laughs) arrived on earth and I'm like what is all this that's changed it's like (laughs) Lala you've been a part of this for a long time yeah where have I been though I know watching housewives obviously watching housewives
1: well congrats because this this is a story that we will we will check in on you know, it has less to do with
0: the dude and more to do with the fact that I repopped my DM cherry, and I think that is something to celebrate. Yes. I'm about to pop some Starla non-alcoholic wine after this podcast. Hell yes. Maybe during. Lisa, why don't you get on that, mom? <laughs> I'm being serious. Get off your ass. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but really. <laughs> okay, so before we get this pop in, I want to remind everybody that... my soon-to-be Empire, Give Them Lala, is going on tour. That's what's up. Give Them Lala, the brand-new tour. Tickets are available now. Just slide onto my uh, Instagram page, click the link, or just go to givethemlive.com to buy your tickets. We are kicking off the tour in Irvine, California. We're then going to Fort Lauderdale, Clearwater, Orlando, Atlanta. I call it Hotlanta. Yes. Yes, baby. Nashville, New Orleans, Houston, Austin. And we will wrap it up in Dallas, Texas. And I can't wait. Like, let me know what you would like to see. Because this is a night where, like, we're vibing. This is like a hangout. So it's about y'all, really. I agree. There we go. I agree. Did you
1: see that some people think you agree with me too much? You guys... Lala, well, uh, let me just tell you something. You are the most inspirational woman. Listen to me. Okay, I was joking there, but I actually do think you are. Here's the um, thing. What type of person is
0: like, I'm going to get me an assistant who disagrees with me all the time? <laughs> we're not on the same page. And she most of the time thinks I'm a piece of shit.
1: I know. I know. Anybody? You know, I know. And you know what's funny too? I'm. I'm a words of affirmation person, but it's very important to all my words of affirmation people out there. Your love language, if that's how you show it, is to be genuine with it and your words are real. Because if you're a words of affirmation person and you just say things that are false, then you're just a liar. So I never do that. And the things I say to you are genuine and real. But I do understand I mean, just because of what some family and friends have said to me, (laughs) that it can get a little obnoxious and annoying. And I hear you, people, and I might tone it down just a little. (laughs) In all fairness, you started
0: co-hosting this podcast with me in the... I want to say it should have been the darkest time of my life. Right. I actually think it was like a very bright time in my life. Mm -hmm. But you started co-hosting with me and I needed to hear what you were saying.
1: Okay. You know, like yeah.
0: when someone's down in the dumps, not the time to be disagreeing with me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Put on your kiss ass hat <laughs> and start to
1: smooch in. And I saw... I need it. And, and like to my credit to now kiss my own ass, I, <laughs> I saw... Lala go through a lot and the things I were saying all very true but I do understand when I you know you take a step back the listeners did not see a lot of that the listeners did not know a lot of what was going on so I was saying things and complimenting you and I think you know they still don't know a lot that's going on and that's that's for reasons of you know your choice but I think I was complimenting you and saying a lot of things that I felt and I believed where maybe some people would think what is going on right why is she that. like praising her 24 7 whatever but anyway I still let me let me let me set this straight I don't disagree with anything I said everything I said was genuine but I do I can take a step back and say and see how it could be a little obnoxious, and I'm going to tone it down. But I, but I love you, Lala. I love you too, Jess. And okay. Jessica does disagree with me. The only difference <laughs> is her
0: disagreement is not vocal. Like I'll present something that I think. <laughs> like if if the listener is
1: going to be in the room when you disagree, right? It's the facial expression right. where I'm like, Jess thinks this
0: is stupid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or I've been like, I like to disagree in a way where I present another solution. So there it is. Yes. And that's why that was another reason why I hired you. Oh,
0: during your interview think, because you talked about. Solutions. solutions if I hear you
1: say something if Lala says something to me and I don't agree I'm not like no that's dumb end of feedback I'm gonna say okay I hear you but what about and I just think that's the most constructive you guys that's just how I live my life I do it with my boyfriend I do it with my parents my family and that's just how I live and I'm 30 and I feel good living that way
0: you should you're a good person good to your core (laughs) and I am honored to have you in my world I have been very transparent with you guys about my hair struggles between the pregnancy hormones and bleaching it all the time. I have been having some serious hair issues. And now with baby number two on the way, I'm already being proactive about my hair. Thanks to Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. And I am definitely one of those people. Nutriful supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the root causes of thinning, which are stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism. You can take the Nutriful hair wellness quiz on Nutraful.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Because I know we are all different and we're on different hair journeys. Nutriful makes building a hair growth routine super easy. Purchase online, no prescription required. You get free shipping and automatic deliveries so that you never miss a day. And you'll see results in three to six months. So take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrifull is offering Give Them Lala listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutriful.com and enter promo code Lala. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrifull for healthier hair. Nutrifull.com Spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com. Promo code LALA. That's Nutrafol dot com. Promo code LALA. You guys, it is finally shorts and t-shirt weather. My favorite kind of weather. Time to put the jackets and sweaters in the back of the closet where they belong. And if you're like me, I know you want to update your look for the summer. But you don't want to break the bank in the process. That's where Quince comes in. Thanks to Quince, I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking so chic all summer long. Quince has premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts starting at just $30. And this is my favorite part. All Quince items are 50 to 80% less than many similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes all those savings on to us. I am wearing my Quince cashmere tee again today. And I have no shame. I got the cream color. It's so soft. It's so comfy. So chic. Almost as soft as the Quince waffle towels that I got to put in Palm Springs. We all are obsessed with those towels. So get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E com slash lala to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash lala
3: let's get some voicemails to roll in hi lala this is Bethany from a small town in southern Illinois my question for you today is are you writing another book I read your first one I read it in two days I keep it next to my nightstand. Just in case I ever need any wisdom, I can go back to certain pages I have marked down. And after everything you're currently going through, being a strong mama and being the beautiful person that you are and the inspiration you are to everybody, um, if you would be writing another book sometime soon, kind of your journey, your new journey of life. So I love you and thank you for just giving everybody inspiration and being, you know, the best mom to Ocean. It's so inspiring. You're so strong. And just know it does not go on notice. So love you bye
0: bethany i want to hug you that was so sweet and i love when people say that they read my book fast because i'm like i want to be like because it's that good but obviously you're not reading shakespeare it's a pretty easy read you know (laughs) but i love that people are enjoying it i love even more that me being honest about my journey in life so far has been inspiring to people. That was the whole goal of the book. I think becoming a national bestseller was just like the cherry on top. And I think it is very important that I write another book. And spoiler alert, I've already started. So yes, there will be another book coming. I feel, I say this all the time, I feel like I've lived a hundred lifetimes since I wrote that book. And I became a mother. And anyone who is a mom knows the second you find out that you're pregnant and you feel that first kick and just all of those monumental moments during pregnancy to having them, you become a different human being and your your goal in life and what you want to see in the world changes. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you're much more woke is what the cool kids say. Wow. I'm woke. I love it. And, you know, there are certain chapters in that book that... I I want to expand deeper on them. You know, this wasn't a book where I said, yeah, let's give the people a thousand pages to read of Give Them Lala. No, it was what were these moments that were very defining? And now looking back, there were so many moments that were inside of moments that I shared in the first book, Give Them Lala, that I think need to be spoken about, Mm-hmm. I just there's something that's that's tugging on me to to share a little bit deeper. When something like what I've been through happens and your blinders are taken off and you're you're open to this brand new world and, you know, the independence and just being a woman, you know, I'm not I'm not the 26 year old girl that I was or 20, 23, 24 when I was on Vanderbump Rules, like I'm a grown woman mm-hmm. and you change and I. Like I've said before, I reserve the right to change and I reserve the right to go back and say, you know, what I said then there's more to it. And and the control is now gone and I'm going to share maybe the parts that weren't so great that I can now share.
1: Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm excited for that. I think people will enjoy it. So, yes, Bethany, I hope long winded answer. (laughs) And I love you, too, Bethany.
3: Do we have another one?
1: Yes, we do. Let's roll it.
3: Hi, Lala. My name is Ellen. I'm from Michigan. I just recently lost my dad two months ago to liver cancer. He went into the hospital, and then within two weeks, I knew that he was going to pass away, which was a shock to me. I've been thinking about how strong you are with losing your dad, and I just want some tips and advice to help me day by day. I know that I will never get over it, but I just want to get get a little bit stronger each day. So I know that you could give me some great advice. And that would be really awesome. I'm a huge fan. Um, So much love to you and Ocean. Thank you so much. Ellen, first of all,
0: I am so beyond sorry for your loss. It is heartbreaking. I'm sitting here, I think it's been four years since my dad passed away. And it does not get easier. Like time, they say time heals all wounds. I think it allows us to cope a little bit better each day. But there are moments still that I'll sit in my bed and just completely break down sobbing and it feels like he passed away yesterday. And I think it's very important when you suffer a traumatic loss like that to surround yourself with people who allow you to go through the emotional roller coaster because you're going to feel angry, you're going to feel enraged, you're going to feel so sad that you can't get off the floor and you need to allow yourself those moments and be around people who allow you to have those moments because to try and sit here and say I'm going to be strong through this, no, you just need to be a person who's suffering a loss right now. You don't need to be strong. That's going to come with time. You know, and and Ellen your dad will make sure of that. I there were days and and I turned to alcohol. That's when my addiction was like heavy, heavy duty after I lost my dad. It was bottle of champagne next to my bed, going to bed with it and waking up to it. Like that's what I was relying on. And if I could give anyone advice, it would be to steer clear of any substance like alcohol during a time of grieving because it prolongs all of the process that is absolutely necessary for you to go through in order to be that strong person it just it doesn't allow you to be in your right frame of mind to go through all of the emotions it doesn't it masks it then you wake up like I did 6 months later and you're like how does it feel like I've made no emotional progress because I I didn't allow myself to I was too busy diving into the bottle every chance I got But try to remain in your right frame of mind because every single day you're going to go through the waves of it all. But there will be a day where you're like, wow, my coping mechanism is on point. It's just how we're built. You know, I think I don't know what your higher power is, Ellen. I don't know what a lot of our listeners higher power is. Mine happens to be God. So we'll stick with that for now. I think God put a, put it in us to deal with the loss of a parent because it's the circle of life. I don't think he put it in us to deal with the loss of a child. I think that is something where it's you're throwing me off. This is going against the circle of life. But just know, like, you have it in you to cope with this, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I hope that that was... That that was of some sort of help to you. And you're going to see little things that remind you of him and not even remind you, but it's like, oh my gosh, my dad is like here with me right now. You're going to feel him. When when I lost my dad, it was so strange what happened, what started happening to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, I got sober. I'm blessed with this beautiful baby. These little things where I'm like, my dad is doing some mad work up there. Yeah. You know, like he's getting no rest, just completely slaying the game on my behalf. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, for real. No, it, things even happen now where I'm like, I'll just say just from habit, like someone up there is watching you and you're like, oh, yeah, that's well, it's my dad. My dad,
0: obviously. Yeah. You know, my dad is doing mad work. He's got a lot of shit on his back right now. Yeah. But he's a champion, just like Ellen's dad. So I hope that that brought you a little bit of peace and comfort. And I love you so, so
3: much. Hey, Lala. I was just calling to see if on that one podcast when you had the psychic on, he definitely seemed to know what was going on in your life and repeatedly kept asking or telling you, rather, that you would be okay on your own and that you are strong. Do you now believe that he 100% knew what was going on with he who shall not be named um, and yourself and that he was trying to really signal to you that you would be fine? Thanks. I can't wait to hear your answer.
0: Ooh. You know, I go back to that podcast often because he absolutely knew. I mean, Chris Medina is beyond gifted. You know, I I think there are some people out there that they say that they're, you know, Mm -hmm. these gifted individuals. I believe that there truly are people out there that are gifted like Chris Medina. And I was beyond honored to have him come and be on the podcast. And what happened after that podcast is something people don't know. I felt Chris Medina was definitely holding back on the podcast. When the podcast was over, Chris gave me a hug. He whispered in my ear, I need to have a private session with you immediately. Obviously, uh, talk to Jess. Let's do it yesterday. Yeah. So we did a private session and what he said was profound and everything he said that was going to happen actually happened. Wow. So he didn't get into details, but he told me to watch out for certain times, like dates Mm -hmm. and everything he told me to look for actually happened now i i thought that maybe like me and and he who we shall not name would just kind of part ways call it a day you know Mm -hmm. at that point in time i i just felt like this ain't gonna work i wanted to do everything to try and make it work because i had ocean but i definitely didn't think an actual life-changing event would happen where there was no other choice but to get out. Yeah. So, yes, I think back on that Chris Medina session all the time. I think back on the podcast and I think about our solo Zoom that we did where I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Do you think you'd eventually like to have him on again? I would love to have him on again Mm -hmm. because, like I said, I think he's gifted and I think he offers me comfort. I like knowing that I'm on the right path. Like I don't want to know I just want to know I'm on the right path. Right. You know, I want to mm-hmm. make sure that the moves that I'm making in life to further my career or being a good mama that I'm doing everything correctly. Now obviously things come come up and and but I feel like he knows like what your fate is. Yeah. You know, he knows the outcome. So it's it. when I say trust in the universe, that's how I feel when I talk to Chris Medina. It's like I trust in him. Yeah. Because I just think he's one of those souls that is extremely gifted in a universe that we can't even comprehend.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. All right. Last but not least.
3: Hey, Lala. This is Erin from Alberta, Canada. I just got... Two palettes from Give Them All Beauty, the Baby Palette and the Pretty Palette. And your mascara in the mail yesterday. And I am so impressed with the product. Oh, my God, the mascara. I just spent like $85 on a mascara at Sephora from Hourglass, I think. And your mascara, I am not just making this up or exaggerating. Works better. I love it. Um, and I'm a proud owner of many Give Them La products uh, across all your companies. So my question today is what would be like three do's and three don'ts that you would give to any woman who's looking to start her own company or business or a little side project online or anything like that? What's your best advice to women looking to uh, get into business with something they love? Sending love to you in the ocean and ha- happy holiday season. And I wish you an absolutely blessed new year. Love you, Lala. Thanks. Ooh,
0: Erin, first of all, thank you so much for supporting the Give Them Lala brand. I am so happy that you enjoy my products. I try my best to create things that I love that other people are going to love just as much. And also respecting how hard people work. So I'm not trying to put something out that's $84 for (laughs) a mascara that I'm going to take off at the end of the day. Like, are you out of your mind? Like, we work hard, and I'm trying to have a good product with a a healthy cost. Mm -hmm. Right? Healthy cost. Healthy cost. You know I love a healthy cost. Love a healthy cost, which is like $42 for a palette that's going to last you forever. Nine shades. Just saying. Mm -hmm. You can shop my brand at GiveThemLala.com. (laughs) <laughs> um, but I think that my 3 do's and 3 don'ts. I definitely don't think anyone should ever overextend themselves financially. Be smart with that. When you're thinking of creating your brand even just a side hustle, come up with figures that make sense that let's just say your your company doesn't do what you thought it was going to do that you don't sit there and go oh my gosh I dumped my life savings into this thinking that it was going to work I also think that your brand should feed itself come up with your initial investment I think the business should should pay for itself you know to mm-hmm. sit here and keep dumping your own money to try and get it off the ground I think taking a pause And saying, what are we doing that is making us not be able to, number one, recoup our investment, and number two, make a profit? Is it something that just isn't working? Maybe the market's oversaturated. Maybe you need to come up with something that is a little bit more original, which is very hard these days. I mean, there's a million and one beauty brands. What is going to make yours special? So don't overextend yourself financially. The second, let your business beat itself. And three, sit down and really think about what is going to separate your business from everyone else's. Do the research. Does the product already exist? If it does, what makes yours special? So those are kind of three do's and don'ts. But those would be my top. Those are great. Yeah. Yeah. Lisa agrees. So well, if Lisa agrees, (laughs) then we're good. I love those voicemails. Remember, please call me to leave all of your comments and questions at one 866 POD. My guest coming up is not only stunning, she is inspiring. She's a businesswoman, and I cannot wait to deep dive into her life and who she is and how she came to be this incredible woman, mother, wife, just everything under the sun. So when we come back, we have Telly Swift. So I have two game changers to share with you when it comes to upping your glam game. I am totally obsessed with Impress No Glue Mannies and Impress Press-On False Eyelashes because I'm very into just easy right now and anyone can do it. You are going to love them just as much as I do. Both require zero glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes. There's also no annoying dry time. And the best part And use code LALA at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. That's impressbeauty.com slash Lala and use code LALA at checkout for 25% off. We are back and I am so excited because we have Telly Swift and I'm a fan of yours. Hi, Telly. Hi, how are you? We're good. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast.
2: Oh, it's my pleasure.
0: You're amazing. So I first have to ask you where did you get the nickname Telly? Because obviously, my name is not really Lala. And people are always like, what is this nickname that you've created for yourself? How did you get this nickname Telly?
2: So it was back, I guess, in like the seventh grade, I went to school in Japan. I went to high school and middle school in Japan. So um, I guess playing basketball, it just it stuck. They called me Telly. And it just it stuck with me since seventh or eighth grade, I want to say. So it's been telly ever since. And the only people that really call me by my government name, which is Chantel, is like my man, my dad, my brother, and my mom, and that's it. Everyone else calls me Telly.
0: I love that. Thank you. I mean, my mom, I always know people call me Lauren instead of Lauren. So my mama is the only one that calls me by my government name as well. And everyone gets so confused. They're like, who is this Lauren that you're talking about? So love the nickname, love the backstory. You, why did you move to Japan? I know you're from the Philippines.
2: Yes, my, I was born in the Philippines. My father was military. So we moved like every three years. And then my ex-husband was stationed in Japan too. So I was there a little bit longer than I, I probably should have been. But I love Japan. It's a beautiful country.
0: I love that story. My, my mother lived in Japan as well because her father was in the army and she absolutely loved it as well. So you you were married once before. And by the way, you and your man are So cute. And I love how ride or die you are for each other.
2: Thank you. Yeah, that's my baby. He is. He's amazing. He's well, in total, we have eight kids. So wow, um, there's Yeah, there's a we have a household of children. So now that I'm in my room in like my alone time space, I'm like, yes, alone time. <laughs> I love that. So you're
0: married for for those who live under a rock and don't know who you are, which I know most of my listeners do know who you are. You are married to Deontay Wilder. And how did you two come to be and become this power couple?
2: So we actually met at LAX airport. It's so crazy. I was coming from I had like a infection in my leg. And so I was in the hospital for like two weeks on like rotating antibiotics and medicine. And the reason why I say that backstory is because when we met at the airport, I saw one of my girlfriends and I was like, hey, girl, I'm alive. You know, and I just completely stopped talking to him. So like I was thinking he was going to wait and he left. So I was like, "Wait, where did he go? We were having such a good conversation and leave it to Instagram you know, on the Explorer page, one of his um, his manager's sons I knew, and I that I guess that's how he came on my Explorer page, and then we were DMing each other, and then come to find out his he's from Alabama, and my dad's from Alabama, so that's kind of how I ended up going to Alabama earlier because I had a family reunion, and the rest was history, and we've been together um, going on seven years now.
0: Wow, 7 years. That is a very long time and I have to say, okay, so you you met each other at LEX did so you slid in his DM.
2: Yes. So what happened was he was on my Explorer page and I was like, wait, that's the guy from Alabama. And we, the conversation that we had at the airport was so short and I kind of felt bad that I like just left and was talking to my friend. And he always tells people I was so rude, but I was like, but you didn't know that I was like coming from the hospital. You know, I was just in the airport and he didn't know who I was and I didn't know who he was. So our encounter was so quick. And I was like, oh, we were having such a good conversation about like Alabama and, my father being from Alabama, and I just completely left. But I was so excited to see my friend and so excited to still have my leg. I was like, girl, I'm alive.
0: I'm here kicking. That probably, that made, I'm sure, you more intriguing to him because he's an athlete and I'm sure, you know, girls sit there and would – blow off their their girlfriend to talk to this dude and he was probably like this girl didn't give me the time of day there's intrigue there I'm sure
2: yeah I I I wouldn't know if I called it intrigue he probably was like she's a bitch can I curse he's probably like she's a bitch she just left you know and I was like it I didn't every time we have this conversation I'm like I did not mean to just leave I was just so excited to like see my girl and still have my leg and not have one leg, right? girl, I am kicking with two legs. I'm good, you know? And he was gone. So I'm like, okay, I get it. He had to catch his flight. I had to catch my flight too. It was meant to be. You guys were meant to be together.
0: The fact that he popped up on an explore page where there's like millions upon millions. Crazy.
2: And the fact that his, his um, manager's son, I knew from LA, and it just—it was just like two and two together. It was crazy, and then like we got matching tattoos day two of being together. It was—it's intense. Like our relationship was just so quick, so fast that I was like, okay, you know, when you have quick relationships, you don't think they're gonna last because they're so right. quick, fast. And here we are, seven years later, eight kids in, so we're we're definitely on the move to up and up
0: y'all were written in the stars i have to ask you so i'm newly single right and sliding in the dm i'm new to you know i don't know if i have game anymore who knows (laughs) that's still up in the air what did you say to him what what was like the game move I mean all right you you had an authentic encounter already so maybe that switched the way you would have slid in the dm but what did you say give me some pointers
2: um girl i actually was like i'm i'm really funny or i think i am i guess um i try to be at least and i just said hey bama like we never finished our conversation cuz i didn't we never exchanged names it was like hey where are you going where are you from and then he was like i'm going to alabama um and where are you going? And I was like, well, I'm going back to Jersey at the time I lived in Jersey. So our conversation was so like short. And I, like I said, I saw my girl and when I slid in his DMs, I was like, you know, his name on Instagram was bronze bomber. So I was like, Hey, Bamla, like, I know your name's not bronze bomber. So, you know, like, it was just a short, um, a short conversation in person that I was like, I didn't know how to approach him you know, in the DMS, because it was just so short of a conversation. Then he was like, Oh my gosh, like I was thinking about you on the plane. And I sent my assistant to go look for you, but you were gone. So like the same feeling that I guess I had, he had as well too. So it was, I'm glad that it ended up working out that way. And then two weeks later, um, I went to Alabama and I just came a little bit earlier than my, um, Then our family reunion. And we just chilled then. And it was it was on and popping after that. Yeah, like maybe like three months or four months after that, he had asked me to move to Alabama from Jersey. And I waited until like, at the time I was in a a condo, I waited for that lease to be done. And then I moved to Alabama. So it was it was like I said, our relationship was so quick that I was like, Oh my gosh, like, is this true? Like, it, can this happen this fast? And I was just like, you know, in your head, you're just, you think that when a relationship goes fast, like it's not going to last because right. every intense, 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 like, I moved there maybe like, I don't know, maybe six months into our relationship. And wow. yeah, because I was, um, I was nursing at the time. And I was
0: so you had a young you had a young baby then. When you first met him?
2: Yes, I had, he was, uh, I want to say like seven or eight. Now he's, now he's 15. So he was young. Yeah, he was young at the time. And then uh, he had kids as well too when I met him. And then it wasn't until I moved over there that like I started meeting the kids and, you know, realizing how many kids he had because I only thought he had three kids, but it ended up being much more than three. So, um, yeah, I mean, like it was it, it was definitely different moving in with him than it was like, you know, having a long distance relationship. And the long distance to me was was hard because I was working, like I said, as a nurse and I was doing 12 hour shifts. And then like I was working three or four days a week, 12 hour shifts. And then I would go visit him for the weekend or whatever the case is. So I was like with him and work and him and work. And then I had a kid too. So I was like, exhausted. I was like, we got to figure this out. Either, you know, we can't see each other so much or we see each other once a month instead of every other weekend or whatever the is, but we got to figure it out. And he's like, well, why don't you just come here? And I was like, wait, what? Like, for that. And he's like, I know you're good. Like, we're, and, and mind you, this is day, like I said, day two, he was like, you're going to be my wife. I'm going to be with you for the rest of my life. I'm like, okay, no, like how, you know? And he's like, we're getting matching tattoos. And I was like, okay. And he went first. So I was like, okay, now I have to go. Cause like, no, you he, had
0: to do it after that.
2: Yeah, I was like, I have to go now. So we have, um, matching tattoos that says love when we hold hands. So I have the O, uh, O E and he has the LV.
0: That is beyond amazing and adorable and I'm anytime I hear about couples that just have such a romantic organic love connection and you know they they merge these families together and they make it work it's a beautiful thing and so you you were married before how old were you when you met Deontay
2: I was um I'm 34 now I turned 35 January 26th Fourth. I'm like, when is my birthday? But I was, I want to say 25, 26.
0: So that's young. Yeah. That's young. And you were coming, you, you had been married before. Were you ever afraid of meeting someone new? I don't know if, if your previous marriage was ugly, if you guys parted ways and it was amicable. But were you afraid of getting into another relationship. Like were you did you have any battle wounds from your from your previous marriage?
2: Yeah, I think like all women, um, you know, we're strong, we're resilient. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when it comes to moving on and starting like a new relationship with someone else, I'm gonna speak for women because I'm a woman. I feel like it's like we don't let in so quickly, you know. Mm-hmm. Hard for us to trust coming from a relationship that didn't work or failed. And, um, you know, my relationship to my ex-husband ended in a sense where I feel like I was at peace and okay with like us not being together anymore because he was my high school sweetheart. So Mm -hmm. like I was like at peace, I was like, okay, you know, it's time we're ready. We're both ready to like grow and, you know, have separate lives. And, um, my son was two at the time. And so, like, he really didn't know any better because um, so young. So, like, um, it, it was, to me, that divorce was more of, like, a clearing and, like, a peaceful moment. Okay. And I didn't wait. Like, I, I'm not, I didn't wait. I waited a long time before I, like, committed to someone and introduced them to my son. And, you know, uh, I waited a while. So, it wasn't like I was just in a in another relationship as soon as I got out of my marriage, it did take time for like me to heal and like, you know, do I want to do this relationship thing again? Mm -hmm. Now like dating, yes. Like I definitely dated, but like a serious, committed relationship, it wasn't until I got with Deontay that I was like, okay, here's my son, you know, like this is, you know, who I come with. This is my, you know, this is my bonus. And um I have my brother as well too. So my brother, I was like, all right, if I move there like I have my son and my brother. So I come in a package deal. It's a package deal. Totally. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not leaving my brother to stay in Jersey. So my brother is still with us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is really amazing because I feel, you know, I, I come as a package deal now as well. I come with some brothers. I come with my beautiful daughter. I come with my mama. And if the person that I'm with next can accept that, then you can get to move in because it's it's all of us or it's none of us. Right. And I've always wondered because I'm I'm obviously very newly single. My daughter is only nine months old. When do you know that it's the right time to introduce your baby to someone? Like I feel like she's such she's like a luxury to be around. You know, you don't just get to meet her. Even though she's nine months, she won't remember who you are. That's how I feel too. Like, you know, totally my
2: kids are like my treasures. I'm a lioness when it comes to my kids. And if you don't get along with my kids, and he's the same way too. Like I of course. taught the kids how to swim during COVID when COVID first started and um, all the kids, so all the kids down to the baby knows how to swim. So it's, it's just, to me, like kids, like you said, it's like a luxury, it's a bonus, it's a treasure. And if I think there's like deal, deal breakers, right? Like I feel like if you can't include me and in my family, deal breaker. If you can't, mm-hmm. if you don't see your kids, like my kid as your kid, or like, as you would treat them equally compared to your kids, or if you don't have kids, you know, that is a deal breaker to me too. And he was, that's kind of the reason why, or one of the reasons why I fell in love with him is, um, when we came back from our family reunion, um, I ended up coming back early. So there's no direct flights from, Uh, where my family is from Alabama and it's closer to where he, where Deontay lived. So I ended up coming to Deontay's house and I was like, okay, the catch is I have my brother and my son with me, you know, (laughs) and this is after like meeting him for, I don't know, maybe like a weekend or something. And I'm like, okay, well, I have X, Y, and Z here with me, but I was already talking to him for like two weeks on the phone. Like, you know, that, no, you hang up, you hang up type of situation. I was like, okay, he's cool enough to like, if he's cool enough to have my brother and my son here, then, you know, he's good in my book. So, right. and this is like literally just spending a weekend with him, which was a great weekend, which we got matching tattoos. I'm like, all right, you're with me. Like, this is it. Like, you know, we have tattoos now. You can't go anywhere. So um, I brought him, I brought my, he was like, yeah, no problem. So I brought my son and my brother and my son woke up in like, literally the middle of the night and he was like mom like looking for me in the house and he was like mom where are you so he finally finds me and um he was like he could sleep in the bed with us and I was just like oh he's like you could sleep game in the middle over. I was like okay you win you win the whole game <laughs> yeah it was that was it that was it for me but yeah he's he's one like an exceptional like amazing father so that's that's like my my number one thing like you have to love my kids, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, he's all about kids and like, um, he wants four more kids and we already have eight and I'm like, it's not cheaper by the dozen. So I don't is know. That you? <laughs> I mean, coming up with these numbers, sir. <laughs> I think that's
0: really sweet though. You guys have two kids together. No, we have one. You have, have one kid together. Yeah. Mine
2: was before him. And then his is before me as well too.
0: And your, is it a boy? We have a girl. You have a little girl, and how old is she? She's
2: three. Oh my gosh, what a fun age! Oh my gosh, so much fun and so much personality. Like, she oh yeah, is, oh my, she's in charge literally of all the other kids, and she's like the baby. And she's like, "No, guys, we're doing this. Everyone, come over here." So, I love
0: it. Oh my gosh, so much fun, so much fun. So you you meet Deontay, and my my big thing right now because of my breakup, and just you know, I got involved with my ex when i was 26 which depending on where you f- where you're from you know 26 could be a grown ass woman for me i was still trying to you know find my footing i'm 31 now and just my eyes are open to the world and what i want out of life you have built a lot for yourself there are many women that i find kind of fall into these relationships and then at a certain point they look around and go I've been living my partner's dreams and none of my own.
2: Absolutely. You know what? I feel like a lot of women, like you said, fall into that. And I did as well too, you know, because I left where I was from and came to where he was from, where I knew nobody. Um, My family in Alabama lives four hours away from Deontay's house in Alabama at the time. So I didn't know anyone where we lived. Uh, I didn't have any friends. And, you know, in Cali, you dress differently than they dress in Alabama. So it's it's just different, completely right. different. You know, the accent's different, the hospitality's different. So it was just completely different for me. And nursing out there, the pay cut was like, I don't know, like, I think it was like 13 or $14 less an hour than I was normally. Wow. I was like, there's no way. I'm going back into the medical field over here because I'm not making any money. And then I'm going to be working 12 hour shifts and not feeling like I'm getting paid what I deserve to get paid or what I'm used to getting paid. So for years, it wasn't until after I got pregnant with my daughter, actually, that I like decided I wanted to focus back on like my own path, you know, Mm -hmm. because that like he was his career when I met him, his career was like on the rise, you know, he, he just became a champion, um, in his career was on the rise, like, you know, the entire time that I've been with him. So it wasn't until I got pregnant with my daughter and I was like, I can't just like sit here and do nothing. So got back into modeling. I was modeling since I was three years old and I got back into modeling. And then I was like, you know what, if I'm not nursing anymore, I need to like open up or start my own business. So I started um, making jackets, like custom vintage one-of-one jackets. Then I made masks that are Neiman Marcus. Then I was like, okay, I want to give back now that I'm in a a position to be able to give back. So um, I went to this academy for women, uh, for WAGs, and there was an association for the women of the NFL and the of the nba and i was like well where's one for boxing so i created one for the women of boxing and then we've just done charity events you know moving forward for whatever month is you know is going on whether it's breast cancer autism we've done uh spina bifida because um his eldest daughter was born with spina bifida so for all his fights i always do spina bifida so it just like you know continued on and I, for four years, I was talking about this fragrance, um, like making a unisex fragrance. And Deontay was like, always pushing it back. Oh, well, wait till we have more kids or we'll wait till after next fight. And I'm like, all right, sir, it's been four years. What are we doing here? Right. And he was like, OK, well, if you want to do it, just go ahead and do it. And just, you know, let me know when it's done. So I was like, okay, so I did it. And by the time like I picked out the fonts, I sent him the fonts and the name and he was just like, okay, what's this for? And I was like, the fragrance. He's like, okay, when are we gonna like, go test some smells out? And he was I was like, it's done. You know, and then you're I just, like, you just told me to go take the reins and do it. And it's done already. Yeah, but it took like, it took a while. It took like over uh, a little bit over like almost a year to produce. So he just like completely like, I just stopped talking about it. And then when I brought up the name, because the name is D. Telly. And when I brought the name and I sent him the fonts, I was like, which font do you like best? And he like circled the one that he liked, which is the same one that I liked. And um, he was like, what's this for? And I was like, the fragrance. And he was like, ready to like, you know, explore and smell all the notes. Did he love it though? Did he love it when you presented the scent? Yeah, he loves it. He I put into because I knew like, I know what he likes and I know what I like. So I put into consideration both like what he wanted, what I felt he would want in a fragrance and what I wanted in a fragrance. The bottle is, um, I've, I I got to send you one. The bottle is um, gold and red and Ooh. his favorite color is like burgundy and gold. So I was like, I put in that into consideration. And then I was like, I, I knew I wanted it to be unisex. So I didn't want it to be too masculine or too feminine. Right smells completely different on a man than on a woman it smells more feminine on a woman and it took like forever to get down to the scent that I was like I like how that smells on a man and I like how it smells on a woman so it's it's I'm excited about it
0: you are beyond inspiring because I think a lot of a lot of women again I'm very passionate about this topic right now and women having things that are their own and you know having a job or a career, something to give them funds for a rainy day, your rainy day may look very different from mine. You may never have to use it. It could just be saved money for one day you want to go buy a Birkin bag, you know, whatever it may be. But the fact that you are in a relationship that, you know, you were nursing before. So you've all you've always been a hustler with a beautiful heart, it sounds like. And you're also a mother. Like, how do you balance we can all sit here and talk about, you know, there's not enough time in one day for you to be a mom, go to the gym, create a business, do all of these things. How do you make it happen?
2: Um, you know what? I tell people all the time, like it's it takes a village. You know, mm-hmm. I do have help. I have a nanny that helps me with my daughter. But I also have an amazing team of, you know, a manager, an assistant, you um, publicists, like an amazing team that helps me manage everything. Cause if it wasn't for them, like my little notes in my phone, I'd be like, Oh my gosh, I forgot to do this. I forgot to do that. So I have an amazing team of people that help me, but outside of my team, when I'm by myself, because obviously you can't, you know, the job doesn't get done unless you do it anyway. Right. So, um, I feel like it's just, just like Nike, you just do it. You know, you just, I mean, one day you have a kid and then, you know, you've never had a kid before. You just learn how to be a mom, you know, on the job. So like that's been my life. I've, I've always been like a fast learner and I've always been a hustler and a go-getter. So I had my son at, um, I was 19 turning 20 when I had my son. So I was still a baby and I had a baby and I just learned literally on the job, you know, like breastfeeding was not really my cup of tea. Like I felt okay. like my- with like, I don't know, teeth, I feel like, because he was like biting my nipple completely off. I was like, I can't do this. (laughs) Similar, you know, but no, like I said, you learn on the job as far as like diapers and, you know, making sure the baby sleeps and like burping and all that stuff. Like it was like a, I was so young and um, married. And I was just like, all right, I just have to learn to do this. And I was the eldest of all my siblings, there's five of us. I'm like, hold on. Is there five of us? Yeah, right. Count on the fingers. <laughs> I'm the eldest. Then my brother, he's 27. And then I have twin sisters that are 18. And then I have a brother that's six. Yeah, six. Wow. So, yeah, There's a lot of us. So yeah, I'm the eldest. So I'm, I am I had to be the responsible one and, you know, take care of others. So for me, like having a kid was like watching my siblings, but it's it's more of a, like a, closer connection and bond, you know, you know, as a mother that you have when you have your child, you know, it's like a, a, a unconditional, innocent, pure love that mm-hmm. it's so hard to explain because you just, it, it just happens. Like literally, you know, as soon as you're pregnant and you feel like the first kick and you're like, oh my gosh, I just love her or him or, you know. Yes, I do know. It's it's like undescribable. I can't even describe how it is to have a kid. That's why I feel like kids are blessings. And um, I'm good with the eight that we have, though. (laughs)
0: You're like, I'm good. I don't need four more, Deontay. So we're we're wrapping it up. I 100%. That's a that's a lot. I mean, a lot. That's a lot. Like you guys, I mean, I'm all about like practicing to make the kid. That's always fun. I encourage you and Deontay to continue doing that. <laughs> but we we want to see everything else that you start coming out with. So I want to take a quick break and then I want to come back and talk to you about a few more things if that's okay. Absolutely. We'll be right back with Telly Swift. We are back with Telly Swift. So I, I definitely agree with you and the, the kids being such a gift. And I feel like if, if you can be a mom, when you become a mom, you become a superhero because they are the whole reason for why you do what you do every single day. Every decision you make every, you know, business venture that you go into, you know, I'm sure you think about what you want to do, but ultimately it's like, how do I set my kid up for years to come? So I, I know that you were also on a reality TV show. I do reality TV. It's very weird. It's very strange. You, you sit there and you have to watch things back and you're like, I remember that differently Oh, when you did, right? (laughs) You're like, hold up. This looks a little different from what I remember. Was there a reason why you were like, yeah, this sounds fun. Like let's do WAGS Atlanta and, you know, see what it's all about. Like, what was your experience like? reality
2: tv like I said I've been modeling since I was three years old and reality tv living in LA always came to like my attention or always came on my table of like hey do you want to do basketball wives? do you want to do love and hip-hop I'm like one I'm not dating someone that was in basketball so basketball wives for me wouldn't have work right that doesn't make sense I'm not like a performer I, I don't do music or I can't even dance. So I'm like, that doesn't work. And then when wags hit me up, I was already with Deontay and I wanted more so outside of myself. I wanted people to see him outside of his job, which is a boxer. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, people need to see him outside of you know, being aggressive and beating ass for a living. So I was just like, this would be good for you and us as a couple, you know, and so people could see like how much of a father you are and what, like you're funny or goofy. Cause people just see him like talking shit and getting ass. And I'm like, right. You know, all of who you are, you know? So I, I wanted people to see like us as a couple, like our foundation and him more so like as an individual and not like a boxer
0: did you feel like you got that from the show
2: yeah you know it's crazy he actually proposed to me on the show like that was the finale of the show and I ended up getting pregnant on the show so like my whole storyline from the beginning of like when the show aired initially like I had um I wouldn't even call it beef but I had like a I guess a misunderstanding with one of the girls on the show and that was completely gone. That was completely gone. And my whole story was getting the ring because I got pregnant before I wanted to get pregnant. And that was the whole show. So it was like completely when I got pregnant and it was crazy because he told them and I lost the baby a year before that, Mm. like we lost the baby a year before that. I'm so
0: sorry, Telly. I'm so so sorry.
2: Got a blessing in return. So I'm, I'm, happy with my daughter now. But, um, when we lost the baby, I didn't want, and I lost the baby, like, uh, I want to say like three or four days before I found out the sex. So it was like four, I was like almost, I want to say like a little over four months or just getting to four months. So I was already like showing visibly pregnant. And so, I didn't want to tell, like, the producers because, you know, once you tell them something, they're making a story out of it. Right. I was like, I don't want to tell them yet because, like, what if something happens and then I have to deal with all the people that's going to know that I was pregnant and then I lost another baby and I didn't want that to be, like, something that I had to be traumatized and lived with again, you know? And he was just so excited that I was pregnant again that he just told the producers and I'm like, oh my gosh, all right, like, now I can't stress. And, you know, reality TV is stressful. Like they mm-hmm. put situations that you don't necessarily want to be in or don't want to necessarily like face, I guess. And I was just in situations that I really didn't care to be in, you know, because I was pregnant and I'm like, I don't want to stress and lose this baby for this conversation with a girl that I can care less about, you know, right. Yeah, I do. I just that part of the reality TV, I didn't care too much about because like they pretty much have control over your likeliness and like who you are as a person or what you portray on TV is not really who you are in real life. Like reality TV is what they the producers, the you know, the showrunners or whatever what they want to what they want to produce. So it's kind of like you don't really have control over that. So that's the hard part about reality TV in a sense where you don't have control. Luckily, with my situation, it was a little bit different because I got pregnant. So yeah, storyline was more so like, okay, now that you're pregnant, you can't like just be a girlfriend all your life, you know? So that was kind of like, all right, well, what do you want him to do? And I'm like, okay, here he is like trying to buy me a bigger car SUV. And I'm like, okay, but when are we getting married? Like, you know, I have a car. Like we have cars. Like, what are we doing? Car shopping. Like we don't (laughs) need cars, you know? (laughs) So then that became my story of like, here we are going crib shopping, but where's my ring? Like, right here we are going, you know, bracelet shopping, but where's my ring? So everything was like, okay, but my ring, okay, but my ring, but in reality, like in real life, we were already talking about marriage way before I even got pregnant. So the show kind of made it look like I was just nagging about this ring that we already discussed years before I even got pregnant. But it was kind of like what they wanted to push.
0: Of course, because reality TV, what will be the most entertaining and what will give the audience a strong opinion and reaction to this? At the end of the day, even though it's quote-unquote real things that are happening. You know, you're filming, I don't know how long WAG's filmed for, Vanderpump Rules films for like four months, every single day, eight hours a day sometimes. And then you chop that down to an hour episode for however many weeks. You see very little. Right. and that's, that's hard. I'm sure it was hard for you too. you. You're watching this show. And you're like, this is entertaining as fuck. Like I dig it. But then people talking about you, you're like, I don't even recognize the person that they're talking about. And
2: it's me, right? No, 110% completely get it. And like I said, when we started filming, it was like, the person that Uh, I was filming with. I didn't really care to film with, and they knew that. Oh, so they had you two together all the time then, (laughs) right? Like, well, the person that like I was cool with on the show, we were cool, so it was kind of like me and her. But then, you know, the other girl that I wasn't cool with, she kind of teamed up with someone, and it was kind of like a one of the girls came to like a married man's house in like lingerie, and I was like, oh, I didn't get the memo. I didn't know this is what we're doing, you know, and. There's married men in here. There's men in relationships in here. Like, why are you coming with your titties out, girl? Like, this is not cute or classy or do this, you know? So that started drama. And like, all that was on like the beginning, you know, episodes and stuff like that. So it kind of like that kind of faded out. And, you know, then it became the story of like, what are you guys going to do with your relationship? Are you guys going to? be together you know or are you guys just gonna have a baby and you know be together did you feel pressured from producers or did Deontay feel any pressure I honestly feel like there was a lot of pressure going on but like Deontay and me are both people that like aren't gonna let people tell us what to do so it was kind of You know, there's certain certain scenes in the episodes where, uh, for example, like they wanted me to take a pregnancy test. So I was like, okay, cool. And they were like, all right, this is how you know you're going to present it to him. I'm like, okay, what do I look like just presenting him a stick in like our robes? You know what I'm saying? In the house. Like, you know, so I'm like, this isn't what I would typically do. But it's kind of like, all right, well, we're going to have to show that I'm pregnant somehow, some way. You know, it was kind of like the way. And even though we already knew I was pregnant, like we had to kind of act surprised, you know, like, oh, my God, right. you're pregnant. We're pregnant. And, you know, he was more surprised than I was because I was like, I know I'm pregnant. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it was it, it like that type of stuff. Or like, for example, like the girl that I didn't get along with, um, you know, they'd be like, oh, you have a lunch date with um, someone. And I'm like, who is it? Because you guys know I don't want to film with <laughs> it with who I don't want to film with and then I'm like okay well I'm just letting you know that this is how I'm coming because I'm not about to stress out because I'm pregnant you know right like there's certain times that I was like okay well if you guys are gonna have a group filming situation and she's gonna be there like I don't want to argue today so I'd rather just not go
0: so would you ever do it again would you ever if if someone came to you and said we want you on a reality show or do you think you've had enough
2: I would do it if I had control over like I guess producing like uh, producers on the show where I have control over what goes out um, I would do that but as far as just like being a talent on the show I probably wouldn't do it again because it's just unless it's like a positive like woman empowerment show then I would do that like I get that there has to be some type of drama but not drama to the point where it breaks up families or like yeah that type of drama.
0: It becomes a very, a very negative space. If you can't compartmentalize real life from real life, I guess, you know, right. where, you, unless you're you're filming, you you put that hat on, you know what the drill is. And then when you go home, you can separate the two. It can become a very toxic environment. So I get it. And when you're going toes with women all day and you know we're all sitting here talking about how we're supposed to lift each other up but then I'm supposed to drag this bitch. Right. It's kind of a mind fuck. And yeah. You you have a term that I've never heard before. Fempowerist. Like what does that mean for for listeners who have never heard that before?
2: Initially when I trademarked the word fem powerist, I wanted to create like an app for women to empower women to just be like you know, great and mentally be great too. It's not just physically because it had like, um, well, what I initially got it for, like I wanted to do um, fitness, fitness tips, dating tips, motivational daily quotes, um, just like every do's and don'ts in relationships or when it, like, like you said, when is it okay to present your kid or when is it okay to, burp or fart in front of a man or just, you know, like little, yeah. tips that I would, I would want, you know, coming out of a marriage or a relationship or just being single, you know, like things that you, I feel like women need to know coming into relationships or just being a woman. Like, you know, there's a lot of women that don't know how to be ladylike or don't have, you know, etiquette. And so it was kind of like one of those type of situations, but, um, the app developer that I had, uh, it didn't work out so that I have yet to do. So I trademarked the word and, you know, now I'm kind of like, do I want to get into that field of apps or more so because I love clothes and fashion so much that I I kind of want to turn the Fem Powerist brand into like an athleisure, like wear for women that extenuates like your curves and Ooh, i love that but i have a flat yeah. ass can
0: you do something that accentuates my flat ass Give
2: the <laughs> lifters and everything girl don't worry i, I love you. it <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love the word
0: fempowerist. And I think it's amazing to the app idea is obviously genius. But to turn it into an athleisure line, because we're all out here wanting to like look like we worked out or we really did work out and then put it on with some heels and like, right. go twerk at the club.
2: you right. know? Right. <laughs> right, exactly. And I, I kind of want it to be um, like, you know, Tom with Tom Brown, like it's like they have like sweats, but you could still mm-hmm. wear it out club or you could still wear it to the airport and be fashionable, but still be comfy. And that's kind of what I want. But more so instead of fashion and comfy, I want to add like, you know, like a woman. So I want to extenuate like, you know, under boob or like um, a butt lift or like curves, like, you know, to where the stitching like makes you look more curvy than you naturally are or just like just to extenuate like just being a woman and being powerful. And I I, kind of wanted to go towards that as opposed to the app, because I feel like, you know, there's people that have apps and there's people that have athleisure wear too. But like, I wanted to solely focus on like, womenism and just like being a a strong, powerful woman.
0: I love that. I love everything about what you just said. And I think that you are incredibly inspiring from your work ethic. Of course, I think it's important when a woman is doing something great that we let them know they're doing great. So I want you to tell our listeners and me how we can get involved
2: in your boxing wags association. Yes. Um, So boxing wags, we have the women of boxing. Like, like I said, we do like all types of different events. The last event I did, I collaborated with cookies. Cookies is a cannabis company and we had a toy drive for the children. Um, and we donated toys to children that were in need. So I uh, collaborated with them. Before that, I had an event in Vegas with Versace and Balenciaga. So where we shop wow. and the proceeds go to charity of their choice. So we just collaborate with different walks of people or different whatever is going on at the month. Um, next event, I probably because I have the fragrance going on right now. So it's like, 20 million things 20 million times um but the next event will probably be i want us i want fingers crossed to probably be around like march um, Okay. march or something like that um but all all the events and information you can find at um, boxing wags association on instagram and our website is boxingwagsassociation.org everything that we do or have going on is on both of those pages
0: amazing Dude, thank you so much for joining me on Give Them Lala today. I'm sure you've inspired all of my listeners as well. You look absolutely stunning. I'm going to
2: go thank try you. and
0: get my get up like how you have yours right <laughs> You're now. You're beautiful, girl. You're
2: beautiful. <laughs> you are amazing.
0: Thank you, my love. And we'll keep in touch. And I- I'm trying to try this fragrance. Where can people buy yes. this?
2: Yes. So you can buy it at D D T E L L I fragrances.com. And we are going to be in stores soon. I'm so excited. We're going to be in Nordstrom's and Bloomingdale's um, in the following months. So I'm super excited for that.
0: Girl, I'm so proud of everything you have going Thank on. i so grateful to have you. So go enjoy your day. And I hope to talk to you soon.
2: Thank you.